Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This sermon is entitled, The Heat is On, and it originated on August 30th of 2020 here at the pulpit of Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church, located at 310 Randolph Road, right here in Kansas City, Missouri. And of course, you are invited to join us. Of course, we meet every Sunday. Sunday school begins at 9.30. Services are at 11 a.m. Come on by and say hi. And now, here's our pastor, Philip Kuntz, with The Heat Is On. Let's all turn to the book of Romans, chapter 12. Now, if you have a bulletin, it told you to turn to Romans chapter 12, verses 10 through 19, but I added to that just a smidge. It's actually verses 9 through 21. So it's just a couple more verses, but either way. Verses 9 through 21 of chapter 12 of Romans. So let's please stand on the reading of his word. Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Oh, that's an awful lot, Pastor. It is. It is. It is a smidge. It's quite a bit. But it's also necessary. I couldn't find a good way to stop. Sometimes it happens that way when you're reading verses of the Bible. It's hard to do. It's hard to stop. So let's now read Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. Cleave to what is good. Be devoted to one another with brotherly love. Prefer one another in honor. Do not be lazy in diligence. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not pretend to be wiser than you are. Repay no evil for evil. Commend what is honest in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as to as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Be loved. Do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to God's wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. This is the time of year when we see heat, a lot of heat. Now, this day, they say it's not going to be as hot as it usually is, but it still gets hot. It's so hot in the summertime, doesn't it? Doesn't it? The heat, oh boy, you get to sweating so bad. Now, I don't mind sweating when I'm working out, but man, whenever I'm not, I don't want to sweat. I don't like sweat. I become very wimpy when it comes to sweat. Uh, It really makes no sense. You walk outside when it's in the summertime and you're like, what is this coming from my head? 
Well, first of all, I got nothing to protect it, no hair or anything. But the point is, is it gets hot out there and suddenly all this crazy stuff starts coming from the forehead. All these beats of sweat and things. It's a lot of heat, hot out there. But there's a lot of great things that come with the heat too. A lot of wonderful things come with the summertime. Uh, one of the things that come with the summertime, uh, we get barbecues. I always like the barbecues. We get fireworks in the summertime, times at the beach. You know, it's always hot at the beach, but enjoy that. And you get the, in the summertime when the weather is hot, but I won't go into the song, even though I like to. I love that song. We get a lot of heat in the summertime. In that's fact, one of my favorite songs, all these beats of sweat and, and that's a lot of heat. That's, a, that's a handsome voice there. But there's a lot of great things that yeah, come with the great? heat, too. A Thank lot of wonderful things come with the summertime. Uh, one of the things that come with the summertime, uh, we get barbecues. Jeremy. I always like the barbecues. Stop we get it. fireworks in the summertime, times at the beach. You know, it's yeah. always hot at the beach. But it's you, you get the, in the summer. There you go. There you go. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, just turn it off. It's, it's just take all volume. Hey, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Sounded handsome, though. I like that voice. Any handsome? Yeah. Anyway, so they call mute too. Anyway, um, it gets really hot in the summertime. Very, very hot. In the summertime, when it's so hot like that, sometimes it's hard to concentrate because it's so hot. In fact, that is the title of today's sermon, The Heat Is On. And it is. The heat is on. But not in the way you might think. When you go to the Bible and you hear about heat, the word fire comes to mind. That's what we think of a lot of times is fire. But a lot of times when people think about fire and they think of the Bible, they think of hell. They think of hellfire. And they do. And they should. They think, should think of hellfire because hellfire is eternal and it never goes away. It's the kind of fire that's going to burn forever and ever and ever. And it's never going to go away. But that's not the only kind of eternal fire. It's supposed to burn. It's not. And it's not the only kind of fire we're going to talk about today. Because there's another eternal flame, a spiritual flame, that's supposed to burn and burn forever. If you look to Hebrews chapter 12, 12 through 29, or excuse me, 28 through 29, it says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 and 29. It says this, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us be gracious, by which we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear. We know what godly fear is. That means respect. Verse 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. This is talking about spiritual fire. Spiritual fire. There is a spiritual flame that we're supposed to have burning within us. We're supposed to have that flame. A lot of people are not burning on fire like they should for God. But we're supposed to be that, my brothers and sisters of Christ. We're to have that spiritual flame burning within us continuously. The question is, are we burning on fire for God like we should? Because sometimes we allow that flame to start to dim on us. Sometimes we start looking at other things around us. I know I do it at times. I start to look at other things around us, and we're not burning like we ought to burn. We allow all the things on earth around us to get our attention, and we start paying so much attention to that that we allow that little flame. And I'm not talking about our salvation. I'm talking about the fact that it, it's, it's starting to dim, starting to dim. Have you ever watched a fire start to dim out? You ever watch that? And you start to put other things on it to, to get it going up again and flame up again. We're to do that now. Get the flame going. I'm not talking about your salvation and that eternal flame. I'm talking about letting the brightness go up on it again. Right now we're supposed to be on fire, flaming for the Lord God so that people can see it. 
People need to see that light for the Lord God. We're to be on fire for Christ. Are you on fire for Christ today? Are you ready for people to see that you're on fire for Christ? First, you have to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ in order to be on fire for Christ. Because if you're not saved by Jesus, you don't know him. And so you don't have that eternal fire burning within you. You don't have it. You don't have that fire. You have to be burning bright for Christ. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. You have to have that burning bright fire within you for people to see it. But you have to live for him daily. Be living for Jesus. Let people see it, feel it, know it. When people are cold, so cold, what do they do? Oh, I know what we do. I'm cold. I need to go to the refrigerator. That's not what they do. When they're cold, what do they do? They go to a fire. They need to go to a fire to be what? Warmed up. When people are out there in the cold world, they need to go and feel the flame of Christ coming from you. That's what, not because of you, but because of he who burns within you. That's what they need. We don't think of that often, but let's look at some scriptures to let us see that we're to be burning for Christ. Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Not to glorify you and all the good works. Hoo, 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 how good I am. No, 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 no. To glorify who? Your Father who is in heaven. Luke 3.16. This shouldn't be too hard to remember. We know about John 3.16. Now it's time to look at Luke 3.16. John answered them all, I indeed baptize you with water. We're talking about John the Baptist now. But one mightier than I is coming. The strings of whose shoes I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And with fire. Well, that don't sound too grand. He's going to baptize me with fire. I'm talking about spiritual fire. I'm not talking about with physical fire. Spiritual fire. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is a flame supposed to be burning within us. But so very often, we get so tired. We get so tired of what's going on. We don't pay attention to the eternal flame that's supposed to be burning bright within us. And we don't allow that holy flame to burn bright for the world to see. And by the way, we're all guilty of it. Every single one of us, we get so tired, we allow the physical to affect the spiritual. Every single one of us. But every single day, we're supposed to die to self. We're supposed to die to self so that the spiritual flame can burn brighter. Are we sure that the Holy Spirit is a flame? Absolutely. Acts 2, chapter 3. Let's listen to what it says. What it talks about the Holy Spirit when it first came. Now, the Holy Spirit's been here always. But whenever the people first received the Holy Spirit, talking about after Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. Listen to this now. Listen to what it says. Then appeared to them tongues as of fire being distributed and resting on each of them. Tongues as of fire. Now, I don't know if you've ever spoken in tongues. That's between you and the Lord. But I'll tell you this. It is like fire. Because it's not you. The Holy Spirit takes over you. And I'm talking about any gift, not just that gift. When those gifts of the Lord, they are the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who has the gifts. It's his gifts, not your gifts. It is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that takes over you is burning. It is not you who is gifted. Mm -mm. It's the Holy Spirit who is using you. It's the Holy Spirit that is acting and burning bright. 
Psalm 39.3, my heart was hot within me while I was musing. I love that word. While I was musing, the fire burned, then I spoke with my tongue. This isn't necessarily speaking in tongues necessarily, but however, our tongue can be used of God. Our tongue can feel the fire of God, or we can be used spiritually of God, or we can just use our own tongue. And then when we use our own tongue, what happens? A whole other set of fire happens, doesn't it? When we use our own, own tongue, and we do things on our own, we can set a whole nother fire, but it's not a holy fire. We can set things on fire in a whole horrible way. And it's not a good thing. Let's look at James 3, 6. It says this, the tongue is a fire, a world of evil. The tongue is among the parts of the body, defiling the whole body and setting the course of nature on fire. And it is set on fire by hell. We know, we've done it before. We've said silly things, worldly things, horrible things. I've done it, I'm, I'm ashamed to say. Gotten mad. Gotten of the world. I've said words that should never have been said of a man of God. You've probably done it too. I, I hope you haven't. I'm sure you probably have because, unfortunately, all of sin falls short of the glory of God. All of us have made mistakes. Whether we call people by names, whether we've gotten angry, Rather, and, and at the time, we can justify it, can't we? We justify, oh, well, I'm right because I'm me. And that, that, that's usually all the words that we need to say for ourselves. I'm me, so I'm right. Well, no. No. In fact, we can might as well just say the other words. I'm wrong because I'm me because we are all of the world. And therefore, when we are in the flesh, we are wrong. We don't need to be of me, but of he. But we are of he, that is when it is correct. And that's what we need to do is listen to him, not ourselves. But we need to be used of God. We can either be used of God or of the flesh. When used of the flesh, nothing but a trouble because we're being used of Satan. But when we're being used of God, good things can happen with that tongue. Either of worldly fire or spiritual fire. I don't know about you, and I'm sure it's true. You'd rather feel the heat, spiritual heat, wonderful heat of the word, not horrible heat of the world. Amen? Amen. We are to be used of God. And soldiers, soldiers, I understand. It's not simply to be emotional fire. You know, there's a lot of people who want to be on fire for Christ, and that's great. It's wonderful. I've seen so many soldiers who come to know the Lord God, and that's wonderful. And when they're brand new baby Christians, it's understandable because they're not growing yet. I get it. A lot of people think I'm going to be used of God, and they just want to jump right into battle, think they're going to be fully grown. And a lot of times we jump into things emotionally, we think we're going to do everything on our own. We can't do that because it's not to be of us. And we jump into things emotionally, and then we just we burn out. We burn out quickly. Think we're going to do it all on our own. We burn out like nothing, like newspaper in a campfire. You ever seen people do that? They try to set a campfire, make it big. You take newspaper, and you think, oh, this will work. You put that newspaper in there on top, by the way, which ain't going to work. And you see the newspaper, just little gray specks in the wind. Doesn't work. Just a few days ago, a little over a week ago, my mother made a campfire in her backyard. She was uh, making a, what you call a wiener roast. A little, uh, our supper was hot dogs and marshmallows and things like that. That was fun. I loved it. You know, I love seeing the kids come over. We had a, we had a good time, didn't we, Freddie? Didn't we, Wally? We had a good time eating hot dogs and marshmallows, things like that. I was sitting there watching all the kids. They were having a good time, and I was lazy. 
So I had the kids cook most of my stuff for me because, you know, that's, that's, that's how you do it. But anyway, I did cook a couple of things, but mostly they did, they did for me. Made my marshmallow for me. It's fun. Fact of the matter is, is that, oh, I love s'mores. Isn't that good stuff? Yeah. One of the great things about it was I was watching little Freddie here. I was watching him. And as, uh, as he was sitting there, they had that Kingsford uh, charcoal lighter. You know, you've seen that, the liquid stuff. And I was watching as they, he was spraying some of that on the fire to make the, the flame go up. It wasn't a lot, but just a little. It made the flame go up just a little bit. And I was noticing the heat from that fire was affecting the leaves around it. You can see the leaves kind of withering away. I was watching that. And I was also noticing how the flame goes up real fast. You ever notice that? You spray just a little bit. The flame goes whoosh, real fast. It looks huge. Looks like it's going to burn the whole neighborhood down. You notice that? And then it just goes down real fast, too. That's how a lot of people are spiritually. They jump into it so super fast with all their emotions. It looks like they're so on fire for Christ. Looks like they could just do anything for the Lord because they jump in all emotional. It's all on them. But they're not doing it by spirit. They're doing it by emotion. And we all have emotion. The problem is it's not about us. It's about the spirit of the Lord God who is within us. I know because I've done it in the past. I've done it when I was young. I'm going to this and I'm going to that. I'm going to be a warrior. Problem is, is there's pride in that. And the other thing is, is there's all excitement about that. That's good and fine. But it's not about what you can do fast, 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 fast. It's about the steadfastness, the steadfastness of the Lord Jesus Christ who lives within you. It's about the Holy Spirit that's going to burn within you. You have to be steadfast. It's not about you anyway, but he who has saved you and burns within you. People can see the glow of God's flame upon you. They can see it. They can see it burning within you. They can see it on your face. They can see it in your walk. They can see it in your talk. They can see it when you're not. You know, there is a man in the Bible who maybe you've heard of, maybe you have. His name is Moses. Oh, you haven't heard of him, have you? Yeah, you know Moses. Moses. You know, no one's ever seen God's face. No one. No one's ever seen God's face. But Moses was in his presence before. He was in his presence for 40 days. And while he was receiving the Ten Commandments, now God had already appeared in front of people and told them about the Ten Commandments, but while he was receiving the Ten Commandments and writing them down, and the Lord was writing them down actually with fire. But while God was, uh, was doing this and was speaking to him, Moses was in his presence. And it says this in Exodus 34, 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony in the hands of Moses, when he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. And in other words, his face was radiant and shining. It says this in other scriptures with it. His face was radiant and shining. It was so shiny, in fact, because he was in the presence of God. He was so shiny, he had to cover his face with a veil because his face was shining Glowing from like fire because the people could see that he had been with the Lord God. When you are with the Lord God, living daily with him, you glow like fire because people can see the fire of God, of Jesus Christ, that flames on within you. They can see it. But when you're not and it's fizzled out, they can tell that too. They can see it. They can feel it within you. The question is, can people tell that the heat is on within you? And people can feel that within you today when you're living for the Lord Jesus Christ, when you're burning up with inside for the Lord Jesus. Can people feel it today? Can they feel that in your life? 
Can you feel it? And you know you can. You know you can when you're living for the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, with all your soul, with all you've got. You can feel it burning on fire for Christ. You can feel it in your heart and you know it. And you know on those days when, well, I'll read the word another day. I'll pray another day. You know that. You can feel it with all you've got. You can feel the Holy Spirit saying, oh, come on now. Come on. Come on, Philip. You, you know what you need to do. And I know what you're thinking right now. You say to the Holy Spirit, oh, wait, he lives in another house. I know that's what you're thinking. But either way, that being said, there are three men we're going to talk about for just a second. A man by the name of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men. Three street men loved the Lord God with all their heart, with all their soul. They were on fire inside for the Lord God. They loved him. They loved him so very, very much. And their lives were threatened about it. They were on fire for the Lord God inside. And because of that, their lives were threatened. And they were told that if they did not step down and worship the king, the man in charge of that land, that they would be burned on fire physically. Because they were on fire spiritually, they were going to die and burn physically. Well, you know the story, and you know what happened. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown physically into a fire. Before they did, they said, hey, we may die, but even if we do die, and I'm, of course, paraphrasing, but they said, even if we do die, we will not step down. Even if we do die, we are going. We are going to serve the Lord God. We are not going to step down. We will serve him. And they did. They loved the Lord God with all that they had. They burned bright within for him. And so they were put into the fire. But when they did, the Lord Jesus Christ appeared with them. The Lord God's spirit appeared with them. And they burned bright. And people saw it. The king saw it. This was a representation of what we are to be for the Lord God. You may be burning bright for him today, or maybe you're not. But there are times that you're going to have to face the fire, the fire of this world. If you are burning bright for God, because we will sometimes be burnt in this world, we most certainly will. Fire destroys sinful living. It most certainly does, the fire of God. But it's not going to destroy the godly. The fire of this world will not destroy the godly. No, it will not. Let's take a look at Jude 1.7. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, like a manor, gave themselves to immorality, and it went down, uh, went after different flesh. They serve as example of suffering and punishment for eternal fire. Well, we know what happened with Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah lived a fleshly life. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah lived a horrible fleshly life. And they burnt. They burnt. The whole city burnt. We know that. But we're not to submit to the ways of the world. I'm gonna, I got news for you. Most of the things that those cities went through is what people here in America are doing right now. Almost everything. Doing horrible things right now. Oh, we're not to submit to the things of the world. We're to be submissive unto God. We're not to go unto the ways of the world. I don't care what they say to us. We're not to submit. We're to be to the ways of God, not to the ways of the world. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It's so difficult, Pastor, not to submit to all the peer pressure. You don't have to answer your peers. You have to answer to him, the Lord God. Your peers will have to answer to God too, incidentally. They will. They will. Everyone will. Matthew 25, 46. And they will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. 
And by the way, this is not to say ha 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 boo hoo to them. No, 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 no. No, we don't want them to suffer. We don't want that. And if they do not answer to the Lord Jesus Christ, a horrible thing is going to happen. And it's the other eternal flame, the other eternal flame that we're going to talk about, the other eternal flame that's going to go on forever and ever and never end. You know, our sister sang a song a moment ago. This is so perfect. I know God put that on her heart. She doesn't want people to die and go to hell. Oh, I don't want people to die and go to hell. You don't want people to die and go to hell. God doesn't want them to go to hell. That's why he came in the form of his son to die on the cross. Oh, God doesn't love people. He's cruel. He's, no, he's not. That's why he came and died. So you have a way out. He's the key into heaven. Oh, I want to do it my way. No, that, that doesn't work. It has to be God's way. People who don't ask Jesus to save them and turn away from their sins will be on fire for eternity. The heat will be on forever. And that's not a joke. There will be hell fire. Hell fire. They'll be into the lake of fire. I, I saw a movie just the other night. A movie I've been waiting for a very long time. And I, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I even watched a film that went before it. It was about going into hell, actually. A film that involved that. And I don't find that funny. There's a lot of jokes about people going into hell and things like that. I don't find that funny. There's nothing funny about talking about hell. Something funny about hell. People joke about hell. There's cartoons joking, hoo, hoo, ha, 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 about the devil. Ha, 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 about people in hell. Oh, we're going to party in hell. No, you will not. It's not funny. People making cartoons about the devil. People joking, ha, 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 he's my pal. No, he's not. He wants you to die and suffer for eternity. Oh, you're so old-fashioned. You bet I'm old-fashioned. You can't get more old-fashioned than God. You can't get more old-fashioned, more old-fashioned than the one who created all things. He created all things and created a way for you not to suffer for eternity. You may joke for now, but you won't be joking when you're suffering for eternity and it'll never end. You're not going to get a second way out. Never. It's nothing to joke about. I dare say to anyone watching, if you think it's something to joke about, you won't. The moment, the moment that you leave this world and you wish you could come back, you wish to the Lord God, please, Lord, please, please let me go back. Please, I'm so sorry. I beg you now, please don't let that happen. If you even have for one iota, for one smidge of a second, a doubt, a doubt of your salvation, a doubt of where you're going to go. Let this day be the day that you ask Jesus to save you. If you have asked Jesus to save you and you doubt, maybe I'm not good enough. Don't let this day go. Don't let this day go without asking Jesus to save you. Don't. But I've done so many good things. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about him who can save you. Hell is real and it will never ever stop, ever. Revelations chapter 3, 15 through 20 says this, I know your works, that you neither you're, you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich and have stored up goods, and I have need of nothing. Yet do not realize that you are watched, or excuse me, are wretched, 
miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire, that you may be rich and white garments, that you may be dressed, that the shame of your nakedness may not appear, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens a door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. So many people believe if God loves me, he'll love me just the way I am. He does love you the way you are, but he loves you so much. He's not going to leave you that way. That's like a doctor saying, if a doctor loves me, God, by the way, is a great physician. If a doctor loves me, he's going to love me enough just to keep me the way I am. No. If a doctor loves you, he's going to reach out and try to help heal you. That's what God does. He's not going to leave you blinded. He's not going to leave you naked. He's not going to leave you hurting on the side of the road. He's going to bring you in to the kingdom of God. Matthew 10, 28, do not fear, for, fear those who kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and soul. And body in hell. God has the power to do that. Satan doesn't. Mark 16, 15 and 16. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. He's talking to the lost. Talking to the lost. Second Thessalonians 1, 9. They shall be punished with eternal destruction. Isolated from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power. Second Peter 3, 7. And I could go on and on, and I will for just a smidge more. Second Peter 3, 7. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are being reserved for fire, kept by the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Fire will be in hell, in the lake of fire, forever and ever. Philippians 3, 19. Their destruction... Their destination and is destruction. Their God is their appetite. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. We see it all over the place. You see it through the news. You see it everywhere. People's desires are the things of this world, and it's going to kill them forever and ever. We need to pray for them. Bring them into the fold by God's love and compassion. That's what we need to do. Bring them in. Mark 9, 43. I'm not going to go into all of it, but it says that, when they go into hell, it's into the fire that shall never, ever be quenched, ever. Revelation 14, 11 says the same thing. It says that the smoke of the torment will ascend forever and ever. It says this all over the place, all over the Bible. It says these things. And yes, even in Revelation 20, 14, it talks about the lake of fire. That'll be the final judgment, the lake of fire. That's never going to end. If you have any doubt right now of your salvation, Please, I beg you, please let this be the day that you come forward. Let this be the day. It's not too late. As long as you are upon this earth, have one final breath. Let this be the day that you come to the Lord Jesus, be his child. Christians, Christians, you have the Holy Spirit within you. If you feel that the Holy Spirit is in you, and yet you don't feel like you're on fire for Christ, that can change this day, too. That can change this day. Maybe right now you feel like that flame is just so, so small. 
maybe you can feel it or see it, it's still there. I was talking about the little fire earlier. I was mentioning Freddie. I was mentioning that little fella taking that little liquid and spraying it down there. Well, let me tell you something about that liquid. It's like when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but it's true, true flame. The Holy Spirit sometimes will come on us and come upon us and the flame will come up. And when that flame comes up because the Holy Spirit, how does that Holy Spirit come upon us? By getting in the word, by praying, truly putting all of our heart and all of our soul into it. Not by just doing it once a week, not by doing it a couple times a year, but some people call it Christmas and Easter Christians. No, 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 no. But not that there's anything wrong with coming on those holidays. No, no, no. You're welcome to do it. But every single day, dying to ourselves and coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, that flame can come back. It's not burnt out. It's just withered down a tad bit. The coals are still on fire. The coals are still lit up. Make sure that flame comes shooting up. Feel the Holy Spirit flaming with inside you. Make sure that the heat is on within you. Feel the flame of the Lord God. Feel that heat. The heat is to be on inside of you. Feel that heat. It says in Acts 1.8, But you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, he said to them, to the disciples, and in all Judea and Samaria, at the ends of the earth. Feel the heat. Fire, the heat is on. We're to feel that. We're to feel that. Lost, again, I say, if you have to ask Jesus in your heart, now's the time. Now's the time. I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many times after today. I'm always quoting Romans 3.23 to everyone I meet because it's so very, very true. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But with that, I love to put Romans 6.23 because they go together. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Praise the Lord God. And one final thing to read here. One final thing. Write this down. 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. For this reason, for this reason, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. Our light affliction which lasts for but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding with eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You have an eternal flame, and it's burning. It's either burning dimly or brightly. I dare say today that the heat is on. Let it be on inside of you. Let the people of this world see that heat and feel that heat coming off of you because we want them to be able to feel the heat of the Lord God and know that they can come to you for the warmth and comfort and love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And let us now bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, our Lord God, we love you so very much. We thank you that you love us, though we know we don't deserve it. We thank you for the heat and warmth that you bring to us.